The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022, season 18, episode number 29. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, today, we are going to spend a sizable amount of time talking a little bit about Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. we got some interesting updates this morning with regards to his health status. Uh, We have a few other guys on the injury report we will catch up on. Uh, And then we'll spend a little time a little later in the show talking about reasons for hope. I think, Brian, yesterday you called it hopium. Hopium. Kind of like that. That sounds, uh, that's kind of catchy. Feel free to use it. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to give these guys an opportunity to give you guys a little hopium, (laughs) sell you a little hopium, some areas where if you want to be positive about what is going on, that these are reasons to maybe be positive. Uh, And I'm not, certainly not trying to discount the fact that we all saw what we saw Sunday. We can't unsee it. So, uh, but this will just be some areas where maybe maybe there are some re- reasons for optimism. All right, let's start first with Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones was on 105.3, the fan this morning with Sean and RJ, uh, and gave an update on Dak Prescott following his surgery. Nick, what did he say? Well, he says he's not going on injured reserve, and injured reserve means that you're out at least four games. So the, the, this is telling me that you're probably that they're thinking right now they're hope, hopeful that he's missing two games. Mm. Um, that's what it says to me because if you if you thought for sure he would miss three games, then why not just miss four, put him on IR, and he could save the roster spot. So this is this is to me that that they liked what they saw out of the surgery. That sounds gross, but they like what what, what they saw out of that, and you know it's all going to come down to the grip. It's going to what, what you know how can, he can grip the ball and obviously throw it. If they put him on IR, he can't be with the team. That's the big difference right now. It's the thing about it is if they if they let it ride, then he could still do things with the team. He could still be part of things. But the IR thing will take him out of that opportunity mm-hmm. to do that. So by keeping him on the active list, you've given yourself the opportunity for him to be a part of team activities and things like that. Maybe. So in other words, based on that, the time isn't even the most important thing to take from what Jerry said. He could sit for – Maybe even five weeks. The point is, just you make him, in have act- him in the building. You have him in the building, and his ability to to do that. I had that explained to me this morning because I was wondering why, you know, with the IR, because they're trying to figure out, and it's it's really really hard because you know, there's some really good writers and guys and gals that cover this team that will say, well, it's four to six weeks. Well, it's six to eight weeks, and. You know, I asked, and it's been it's been troubling to me because I feel like there's been times where we've been told things about the team, and it, it's not accurate. You mm-hmm. know, and you're like, okay, no. But the the things that that you know, when when I was told, it's like it was basically like it could be anywhere between four to eight weeks, and and they were being serious about it. it they really don't know. I mean, Jerry's coming out, and he's saying, well, it could be sooner. Well, I think the big, but. But the, the same person told me that four to eight weeks, they're like, listen, 
when you put him on IR, he can't be around everybody. He can't. That's a you very can't, dumb. Yeah, you can't rule. do like, that. I don't get that. So then, well. when you're not, you could bring him. You know, with but he said with with him not being on IR that he could do the practices and anything that he needs to it, do. And, and and it's that it's the practices because I, I mean. James Washington's in, in, you know, in the locker room all the time. Like you can be here. It's not like you can't be here, it's right? Because like you're, you're getting your rehab here. Yeah, right. you're not. You're, yeah. not, you're not getting suspended. I think Brian's definitely saying like on the field, on the field, practicing, on the and field. maybe even the yeah. meetings. I'm not sure about meetings. Yeah, I th- you know, I think that's. I think that's the way it was explained to me that when you put them on IR, that's that you're gone. You're doing your rehab. You're doing your rehab. That's you're it. doing your yeah. rehab stuff, and you don't get to do anything else. That but when you if he's just if he's still on the active roster he's considered one of your fifty three players right. even being with a busted thumb he's one of your fifty three he could go on the field he if he if they they could test him throwing they could mm-hmm. do a lot of different things without us watching mm-hmm. you know they could do things with him in meetings and stuff like that to uh, more than just go and get rehab every day uh, here at the Star and the thumb is. Not- that's not a type of injury that you really just even after let's say two weeks, using Nick's example. Well, yeah. no, no, wait, yeah. okay. But let's say that's not something like oh, just wrap it up. You know, like for example, an ankle. You're like wrap it up, and you can do that allows you to do certain things that you're not necessarily fully one hundred percent healthy for, but. Because of the way they, whether it's a shot of some kind or the way they wrap you up, this is not a type of injury because you're having to grip the right. ball, yeah, the, the, throw the thing, it. The you thing, can't just wrap it. Or exactly. Something. The thing they're worried about is they're going to get the range of motion back. And then when they get the range of motion back, to Nick's point, then it turns into the grip strength. Yeah, strength, yeah. And then the strength. And then once they kind of figure out that – then you could determine, well, you know, he's ready to play or he's not ready to yeah. play. And that's what also will tell you kind of why there's such a large range because who knows how they, long it's going to take to get those two things they back don't know. to that's, operational. Yeah, they, they think everything about it was, you know, when Jerry was talking about how it was fixed, the break, everything about that went very, very well. It's the can you get him to the range of motion, can you get the grip, and then how comfortable mm-hmm. does he feel playing? I would think, I would think your right hand goes at, at top. On, on a snap, I think that ball's going to be slamming right into his yeah. thumb. Right yeah. right center man. Well, yeah, that's yeah, and that's and <laughs> shotgun. To me, to me, I'm playing shotgun. And those inside <laughs> handoffs, right. and well, maybe maybe Pistol. maybe we take yeah. something away from Kellen Moore here. That's like, uh, well, every time they're under the center, they're running the football. Well, maybe not now. Yeah, you know, you just, anything to take the pressure off that, but. Like I said, it, you know, I, I was trying to get the timetable because everybody's reporting different numbers. Mm-hmm. And in, in all actuality, it could fall anywhere between that four to eight weeks of what I was being explained. And the scary part of this whole thing, I mean, just being honest, I mean, he played the game almost like he had a thumb injury anyways. I mean, you know, I mean, it'd make more sense if it if he comes back and says, man, he had that all game. You're like, oh, okay, that's why the ball was sailing or whatever. Yeah. Like, he didn't throw the ball well anyway. So rushing it back and like, oh, he'll be fine. Like, Or something was really wrong with the ankle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just no, I no. mean, I I know what you're saying, but if something was really like if it's like every time he set up his ankle was bothering him right. and it caused him to compensate where the ball was flying on right. him or something like, like that. Like like yeah. throwing the ball and being accurate in those intermediate throws was an issue with two good thumbs. Yeah. And so now it's kind of like yeah, you want to rush him back, you know, and he's not going to get rushed back. He nobody gets rushed back, but I, no. and I don't I, I don't think he would, but I'm just saying this this whole thing's interesting because you have a 
kicker and a and a backup quarterback that weren't on the roster. I mean, they were they were massaging this roster so much that they didn't even put a kicker or a, a backup quarterback. And now you're going to carry a quarterback just because you want him around the, in the building. Like all this seems kind of weird, you know, just on how they're handling it. But it also shows how important Dak is to this team. That's an interesting point, Nick, uh, from the standpoint of just kind of what what he was doing and it not really making sense. You look at his career. That was not a typical day for Dak Prescott. We right. weren't we're not familiar with seeing him play like that. Well, there's that. people that think he might have got banged up before that even happened. Right. And that's yeah. that's where I'm trying to I, I the question I have for you guys is do you think that was just, hey, we'll just chalk it up to it being an aberration that he had a bad day because everybody has a bad day. We all have bad mm-hmm. days. But is it that or do you think that maybe there is something that was bothering him? And I'm not again, I don't I don't want to project that it was the ankle or anything else but do you project there was do you think that maybe there was something that was bothering him physically because that's just not well, typical for what we used to see he also got pretty defensive when he was asked about the ankle and the cleats uh post game so he like kind of went in there like guys that wasn't even a thing yeah so with that not being a thing and and i all the comments that i get it's just fans you know we all know all the people that want dak away from here, people that don't think that Dak will ever get the Cowboys to a Super Bowl or anywhere near close a Super Bowl. So this whole thing of, like, I don't know what moment it would have been in the game that some may be even commenting How did about you guys feel the first banned. series went? First series felt like that there was, I mean, they were struggling to, to get, but it wasn't, the throwing aspect of it wasn't that bad, I think, the opening series. Yeah. Of yeah. the game, you know, I felt like okay, they went and got three points. Maybe they got they found something here. They ran the ball okay. He hit a couple. They converted what three third downs yeah. on the way. There were some a lot of weird plays going yeah. on there. But too. I mean, the, the the plays, some of the the reverse thing and all that threw them out of whack a little bit. But maybe something after that first series, you know, I yeah. mean, you maybe go back and look at like a sack. You know, was there something that happened that that we did we did we didn't pick up? You know, while, uh, you know, but then again, Dak would have probably went to the sidelines and Britt Brown and Jim Maurer would have probably been looking at his right. hand. And, you know, we'd, we'd have picked it up with our field glasses from the press box or the camera would have been panning down on him at that time. So I felt like the first series was comfortable. Yeah. But if you, if you got a theory about the other stuff, we probably need to go find that out. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. It's just. I, mean, I think he was there's just no bad. Mistake. I agree. And I think, I think he was just bad. There's no mistaking he had a horrible yeah. day. I don't think anybody yeah. will try to tell you anything different, but I just it just seems so out of character for him to be as bad as he was. Like Amber, you said it yesterday. Typically in the past when Dak has had a bad half, you expect he's gonna come out in the second half and play much mm-hmm. better. And maybe it not it won't be enough to get the win. But it'll be much better than what he did in the first half yesterday. I mean, Sunday, it was bad the whole way yeah. through. And All it never through. got better. And that was the part. And even when they got to, you know, this team will do this sometimes, too. They're having trouble offensively. And so they'll just go, they'll go no huddle. And they'll try to pick yeah, up the tempo yeah, exactly. and see if that can give them the momentum they need. And they couldn't even get that to work. So it was just like nothing would work for them on Sunday for and whatever reason. this wasn't reason. like a nasty defense either. Like to, yeah, pretty good, but not th- yeah, No, but right. not, not some of the defenses that they've had to face in the past. Like this wasn't some that it sure throw you that much off your game. Like it wasn't to that point. And it's crazy because all along this whole time we've been talking about him being physically okay but then mentally and him gaining all his confidence back and we've seen it at training camp and just 
him kind of when you know, okay, this guy has it. I want to be led by him and he has it under control. And I felt like at no point in the game, I was able to see that side of Dak. So so let me ask this question, because I think that that actually brings up another topic that I think fans are talking about that love for uh, to get your opinions on. Uh, you look at this offense and you talk about the defense not being, it's not like that's the best defense in the league. But last year we saw a similar thing happen when they played Denver. And Denver wasn't one of the best defenses in the league. They're pretty good. Wasn't one of the best defenses in the league. Cowboys couldn't figure it out. I think what question is now on the table that fans are at least talking about is, is the problem really with your offensive coordinator? That for whatever reason he gets into these situations that he can't figure out how to get out of. And if you think that that's the case, should they be considering Mike McCarthy maybe calling plays? Uh, you know, I think we're a little too early on that. Um, I, I think, you know, Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl two years ago with the defense. I know Tom Brady gets gets called that. But, I mean, that defense, and Todd Bowles has always had a great defense. Um, I think I think the issue is, you know, he he needs he needs really good players around him. Dak does. I mean, and most most quarterbacks do, but he definitely does, and he doesn't have them right now. Their offensive line. I mean, the only player that played in last year's off you know game against the Bucks was Tyler Biotish. Now I know Zach was back, but I mean that the line is banged up, and the line is is inexperienced. The receivers are not good enough. They're just not. They're not good enough. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. They don't have a number one. They, they have some number twos. They don't have a three or four. They, they just have guys back there running around. And the running backs, they've got their issues. One of them, one of them is, is, doesn't have the burst anymore. The other one doesn't block like you want him to. So, it, you know, he just doesn't have the help around him that I think he needs. Yeah, this is where I might have made the mistake of going into the season feeling like, you know what, let's see Dak, you know, without – all this stuff. Let's see if, in fact, that, you know, minus a receiver, minus a right tackle, minus some of the things, let's see if Dak can really carry a team. You know, that was my, you know, I, and a lot of quarterbacks, you could see what happened in Green Bay the other day. You know, they, Green Bay has trouble with Minnesota anyway, you know. So, but you, you see where, you know, having weapons and stuff is important. But I, I was kind of just curious and wanted to think and wanted to believe that Dak could carry this thing. He really could. I wanted to believe that. And, you know, I I just think that there's there's certain things that that he is so capable of doing with leadership and things like that. And I, I just wanted to believe it. But when it comes to accuracy and stuff like that, I mean, if you look at the metrics and stuff, and I'm not a big metrics guy. I'm, I'm from an era where we didn't. We just watched tape, and that's what we did. But metrics will tell you that, you know, Noah Brown had three yards of separation. That that Michael uh, that that CD Lamb had two and a half yards of separation on throws, and these are these are five or more targets in a game, and so you're sitting there thinking, well, man, separation two three yards on throws that's pretty significant. That's not like you know actually the the Tampa Bay receivers believe it or not had less yards of separation than the Cowboy receivers did. So, you know, that whether you believe metrics or not, it does come down to ability to to make throws. And, you know, I wanted to believe that. And maybe we should have all listened way, way, way back when you guys did that award-winning documentary and Dan Mullen was talking about, you know, his coach at Mississippi State. I didn't think he could throw the ball very well. You know, I didn't think he could. I didn't think he was accurate. I didn't, you know, and then he had to be convinced. Well, we've seen him make good throws, 
But how many, you know, elite throws? And maybe not. Maybe not. And I think that's the I think that's the thing that I'm most disappointed in. That I thought, hey, let him, let him, let's see if he can carry this thing. But let's that, see. That's also where Brian, in my opinion, I look at it and say there are whatever you think of Dak's ability to throw the ball and play quarterback. There are lesser quarterbacks that got more out of their offense this last week. Absolutely. And the Cowboys did. Absolutely. And that, to me, is where I start looking at my offensive coordinator and saying, okay, I know Dak I've, doesn't have the weapons that maybe he had, but we ought to be able to scheme some stuff open. We ought to be able to give him some throws that we know he likes. We ought to be able to – you know, there there are things that you should be able to do as a coordinator to be able to put him in positions where he can CD be successful. C.D. Lamb's the same way. Yeah. I, I, I thought when – I thought that when CeeDee Lamb was was playing at uh, Oklahoma, he was like that guy that's playing for the Rams right now when you watch that wide receiver that they have. The way that ability that he, you know, the, how Cooper he, Cup. Cooper Cup, his yeah. ability to run after catch, the underneath stuff, the drags, the screens, everything you do with Cooper Cup. I said, I saw this with CeeDee Lamb playing at Oklahoma. And I said, you know, get if, if I was going to back and study how to help CeeDee Lamb, I might go back and watch his Oklahoma tape and the things that he had success doing there. And so, you know, maybe that's something, you know, with, but the thing to your point about the coordinator, he's got to help. I mean, he's got to help. I mean, we talk about, you know, the offense. We all know that Dan Quinn, with what he did with the players he had, he helped the defense. He surely helped the defense much more than Mike Nolan ever did. Mm-hmm. The coach matters. The coach matters in this thing. And, you know, I, I don't know if Mike McCarthy wants to call plays. I don't know if that – I said yesterday, I mean, talking to people around the league, Mike's – does Mike really know the terminology? Is Mike – you know, Mike was in that Green Bay system. Kellen has his system. Does he want to have to learn all that? Does he want to have to go through all that? Yeah. Maybe as a head coach he doesn't, you know. But – and maybe it's, you know, it's that faith in Kellen Moore. But that faith in Kellen Moore might get him relieved of his job if – in fact, that they don't have enough success. That's the thing. He he's on the hot seat. We know that for a while, Mike McCarthy. So at some point, you got to figure out if, if you know we talked about him calling plays before or that he can do it. But to Brian's point, is this something that he even still feels comfortable doing at this point in I, his career? We don't know. And then another thing is I know like. It's embarrassing. Like I know for Jerry Jones having to watch this go down, talk to the media again, try to find and we've talked about his optimism all the time, but we know his he's hitting a certain level of frustration going back into how the season ended last year. So I feel that right now, even though he still supports Mike McCarthy and he still believes that this team can get to where he wants them to get to. I still feel that every time there's just less and less room for error. So me, if by next game we see the same type of stuff, even though you don't have your starting quarterback, you don't have Dak in there, I still think that that's it. You need to make some – I mean – as far as the uh, Kellen Moore situation, Mike McCarthy needs to take handles, uh, the whole wheel on this thing, and figure out what to do next because his job is on the line. 
Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into a little hopium. We're going to move to some positive things, maybe some things that you can look forward to from an optimistic standpoint that if these things continue to happen, maybe the Cowboys can pull things together. And maybe, just maybe, if you got Dak back a little sooner, it may give them some hope for the future. All right, we'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. To the break. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, Essler Lenses helps you see every exciting moment. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts. Find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment presented by blockchain.com. All right, guys, we're going to go around the table here, and I want each of you, I want each of you to give me one sales pitch, one <laughs> bit of optimism that you could find, something that happened on Sunday that makes you say, you know, this is actually something pretty good for the Cowboys, and if they can do more of this or if they can keep this going in this way, uh, it will improve their chances for success throughout this season. All right? Hmm. Let's start. <laughs> I don't feel optimistic about this this segment. Let's start I, that way. Let's start over look, here. Every, I, don't, I, don't like what you, I don't like how you just said that. <laughs> okay, well, Find something from the game that you can lean to. I don't have anything from the game. Okay. Just I have from the team. from the sideline. Yeah, from the person. team or whatever, yeah. right? All right, Nick, you go first. Um, I, I think that 
I'm not trying to steal anyone else's stuff because you know this is your first. This isn't going to be easy <laughs> though to to come up with things, but I think this one's kind of obvious, so I'll I'll just go with it. I think that you have a nine-time Pro Bowler who's 40 years old, but still he's he's good enough. He's going to be better than than what you have. I think there's a spot for him somewhere. And boy, you're talking about Jason. I'm Peter. talking about Jason okay. Peters and. Jerry Jones on the fan this morning certainly threw out some options for him. Um, I think it was yesterday where Kellen Moore said, "If you have pre-snap penalties and all that, we're, we're, we're not going to handle. We're not going to be okay with that." So mm. that doesn't sit well for Terrence Steele. And then, Jason, Who, by the way, according to him, had a great game outside of the penalties. Okay, that's, that's good. That's what he and said, and that's encouraging. Jason Peters, though. Jerry did point out can play left or right tackle, which he threw that out there, huh? I haven't really hmm. seen that before. But, but, did, but was that, did that question come up where he just kind of threw it he out there? He kind of just threw it out okay. there. Okay, all right. Just, one of just threw it out there. Okay. Was that one of his Pro Bowl years? Uh, right before. Oh. Okay. Was he good at it? I think that's why he switched to left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my point is is that – He had a good run there for that, that time. Though. They had a problem yeah. on the offensive line. Tyler Smith played well, but I think that he can go right back to the position that he's pl- – practice all summer and play next to Peters. One way or another, Jason Peters, I think, is, is here and he's going to help. That's my, my pick. Anybody want to go out there? Thank you, Nick. I'm that was done. good. That was all? You good or me? You may go. Okay. You invented like a, the word. It's like a <laughs> tennis match right here. Yeah, hopium. Go, go I'm going to say, I'm gonna say a hopium on – if I'm going to say a hopium on two things real quick, okay. if I could. I'm going to say offensive hopium on Ferguson as a point-of-attack blocker, Jake Ferguson. I think when you start to talk about potentially running the football more now because Cooper Rush is in there, I think some of the success they had, the ability to have uh, at the point-of-attack was because of guys like Ferguson. Schultz, I think, did a, a better job. I was expecting maybe the tight ends not having that kind of success, but you saw it in preseason, especially with guys like Ferguson and his ability to get into people and like wall guys off. I thought that was a good thing. Defensive hopium, I'm going to say, is Malik Hooker looks like a real free safety. Mm. Malik Hooker looks like a guy that could play with range, the deep ball skills and stuff like that. Scouts are taught if you see it one time, you're probably going to see it again. He looked better moving. You know, that's what you're going to need. If you're going to play guys down in the box and play single high look, you better have a safety that has some range. Malik Hooker looks like a guy that, when I was watching him at Ohio State, had that range. Middle of the field, hash range, wherever he had to go deep, up, back, uh, he was fine doing that. So that's my hopium for my two guys. All right. Amber. Well, um, aside from Micah Parsons and how he started the season, I'm trying to think, well, Brett Maher didn't miss his one attempt. There we go. That's some hopium there. There we go. He didn't okay, miss. So <laughs> aside from that, I'm trying to really think more on the offensive side of the ball, aside from Jason Peters. Like, what's something else that can be good? But I just did Zeke look good running the ball for you? I mean, when he was you know averaging over five yards yeah, to carry. He, yeah, he he looked good, but I'm I, I just. Don't know if that's going to be enough because it wasn't enough for this game. So it has to be more than that. And they need to find a better way to run the ball and commit to it, to let it kind of flow and get into a certain type of rhythm there and try to find a way to utilize Turpin, which we've talked about. So that's another tool, another weapon that they have that we haven't seen them kind of take advantage of so far. So that's a little bit of hope there that maybe incorporating him in different ways offensively, 
they can add something extra on that side of the ball. Another thing that I did like was Donovan Wilson's interception, the way that he was able to get his hand on the ball. That's another aspect that if the defense is able to kind of keep these turnovers to come in, then obviously that's a plus for your offense. Now they got to be able to capitalize on that. But to see a player like Donovan Wilson, which I've been a fan of for a while, was really good to see. So I'm excited on that aspect of just kind of seeing the defense play. And and that's really right now the only way you can try to rely on. But defense playing well is not going to be enough for you to win games. Yeah, in order to what you saw Sunday – the defense will have to play extraordinary for you to have a chance. And they weren't extraordinary. They were really good. They weren't extraordinary. you got to be extraordinary if you're going to have that little offense. And with the support. mistake that they did in that game, I mean, I don't think they're there yet to be yeah. that kind of defense. Yeah. They can be good enough well, they stop for you to stay That's in games. That's the first start. Yeah, they for sure. Stop the run. Uh, let's talk about this one. And I, I think, I'm kind of shocked none of you guys yeah, brought it up. It's, it's it, the wide receivers. Michael Gallup, Like yeah. you, you look at and, – and, Nick, this is where I differ a little bit with you. I don't know that I don't think they have a one. I think that C.D. Lamb can still be a one. Okay. Here's where I think the problem is. When you got him out there with Noah Brown and Dennis Houston, mm-hmm. then defenses really can say, stop him. Right. Like He is the problem. Stop him. If you stop 88, they got no shot. If you got a guy that's, that's out there that's like a Michael Gallup, now Michael Gallup can make you pay a little bit. You leave one guy on him, he could probably make you pay a little bit. And we know one of the things that he and Dak do well is that deep ball, right? And we didn't see that Sunday, right? Not at all. So I think you get Michael Gallup back in this lineup. Um, you get Washington into the lineup. I think what you do now is you take your two and three and you elevate those. If your two and three can actually play the roles of twos and threes, yeah. no, now you're now right. CD's a whole different kind of player, yeah. I think, especially if your tight end also is adding something, your second tight end is adding something. You, hopefully they start using their running game a little bit more. I think that's where you really can hope. Again, this is all hope because we haven't seen it yet. But that's what you have to hope offensively is that getting those two wide receivers back, that makes your yeah. difference. Because right now, look, Dennis Houston, guy's an, a good guy. It it says a lot to me that that when they were talking about some of his some of the good things they like about him, the, the thing that came up was, well, he's going to always be in the spot that he's supposed to be in. That's like baseline. Like that doesn't tell me he's <laughs> a good receiver. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the baseline. Like that's what you're supposed to do. You're not getting credit for what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know, so I, that to me, I'm like, he's just he is what he is. That, that's the Cowboys yeah. miss putting him in a spot where they had to put him because they didn't have other guys to go yeah. out there. So you're basically saying that a one needs a two, and if you don't yeah. have a two, then you're a two, and you give him a five, then you look like a three, and then you're not really a one until you get a two. There you go. That made That's perfect Jerry sense. math right there. That yeah. made perfect sense, Nick. <laughs> one and plus I re- one equals and three. I re- <laughs> and I really think I really think that in a few weeks, if everybody's healthy, I think you can have that one, two, and three. Yeah. I think James Washington is is like a three. Uh one one two. Yeah. I mean, so Michael Gallup, that that's that's something I look at like Peters and Gallup and I'm like, okay, the offensive line needs help, receivers need help. You know, you're turning, you're like, who who do we got? And you're like, well, do have Michael Gallup coming back? And when when is that? I, you know, it could be this week. It could be this week. It's got to be this week or next week. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's more realistic. I thought it was Cincinnati week. I, th- I think it's yeah. more realistic for that Giants game on yeah. Monday night. Mm-hmm. But and, and Jalen Tolbert, third round pick. You know, you you think the light bulb's going to come on at some point for him? I can't imagine him sitting this week. Like, okay, like those guys didn't do anything to make. You know, 
let's start the clock on him and let's let's get it going. I don't think he's going to mess things up to the point where he can't play. I got a couple more in here that sure, at go, some go point for it. Let's keep you don't, you don't know when your stinker is going to be. Like you really don't. Like you don't want it to be week one because people think, well, this is how the season's going to be. But this is who you are, yeah. But I, I do know this. In, in, in 2018, when Cooper, when he, when he got here, they went, they won six out of seven games. I mean, they lost the first one when he first got here, and then they won six out of seven. The one they lost to the Colts, they had won five in a row. They lost to the Colts twenty-three to nothing. And I mean, imagine a five-game winning day. streak. It was a bad day. And I'm looking at Dak's stats: twenty-four yeah. of thirty-nine, two oh six, no touchdowns, one yeah. pick, sacked three times. 64. Sounds pretty similar, right? And so, and then they came back and they won three in a row. The two to finish the season, one again in the playoffs, and then they lost twenty eighteen to the Rams. You know, so you know they 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 won nine out of ten games, and that one they lost was twenty-three to nothing, and and that didn't affect everything else. It was just sometimes that just happens. And so I'm not I'm not saying it's all great and maybe this is the one but let's see when you're not facing the goat and like you're not facing a team 2 years removed from the Super Bowl that maybe you know it's not going to be this bad. I'm not saying it won't be but let's let, let's see. Jacksonville's on the schedule. Yeah. Like let, let me the Lions. I mean That's where see. I thought the stinker see. was going to be to be honest with you because the stinker I thought was going to be Jacksonville a team that because they play Philadelphia the following week mm. so yeah. it might be a thing that another divisional game kind of a thing that's where I thought the stinker was going uh, yeah to be. I, I'm just saying let's let's but not you sure. you say not sure you know yeah. it bothers me when you say let's see well maybe they're not playing the goat mm-hmm. well the goat didn't play like the goat but why I mean I mean the, I think the Cowboys even, I kind of disagree with y'all just saying about this defense not good enough to care I think this defense is good enough. I really do. I think this defense is good enough to carry. I mean, if if the Cowboys can muster up twenty points in a game, you could win that game. Yeah. So I I think I think this defense is playing good enough, and I think one of the well, reasons, that's the problem. You're gonna have them to. Yeah. You they have to That'd score. That's great. I know. You're That'd not gonna have them. I looked over at Derek in the game and I said. They don't win this game without a turnover, and you said they also have to score. Like they have to take it back to the house. Well, it reminds <laughs> me. It reminds me of Tampa Bay when uh, when John Gruden got. I think when John Gruden got there, I saw this interview where they were talking about it later, and they said he, he in one of the first meetings he literally told the defense, "We don't need you to just be good. Like we don't need you to just get the turnovers. We need you to score." Yeah. And they were like. Challenge accepted, and, yeah. and they took over, and they became yeah. one of the all-time great defenses. And they won the Super Bowl. They that won the year. Super Bowl off the defense. I think two two defensive touchdowns in that game, maybe yeah. at yeah. least they, one. Their defense yeah. was all world, and yeah. they. I want to say their defense set records for number of scores, uh, number yeah, of, of touchdowns. They got. Yeah, they were like that. they well, were remarkable. Now, uh, Donald Wilson gets a pick at midfield, you know, like Amber's mm-hmm. talking about, and they got two yards out of that, yeah. and then punted. Yep. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> you know what I always say? You know, if somebody hands you a gift, I mean, I'm opening it up. I'm yeah. not just going to be like, nah, no thanks. Yeah. Don't really want it. Don't yeah, need it. I yeah. just never, I mean, watch open the it. game. <laughs> Use it. 12 to 3 felt like, seriously, it felt like 100 to 3. Yeah. Just the way the offense was going. You're Derek's like, trying to give us 10 points on the thing. You weren't the only one. <laughs> Me and Kyle, right? Kyle Me did the Kyle. same thing. 20, yeah. 20, they lost 19 13. Clarence did it on Twitter, too. 19 13. He, he added, he put the Cowboys 10 points. 1913. I don't know what Everyone that is all like, about. Like, what is that? I don't know why everybody's yeah. doing it. But, yeah. Weird. You know what? Can you guys work the scoreboard at the game <laughs> this week? Because if you guys Try. could do that, 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 that'd help everybody out. Yeah, maybe. Other than the Bengals. Mm. 
you know, you were just actually you just mentioned that you said they don't have to play the goat in a team that's two years removed from the now Super Bowl. The, the <laughs> no, but they do have to play a team that just came from the Super Bowl, and in a couple of weeks, got to play the one that won the Super Bowl. So, eh, oh, man. don't really know how this can all play. The future, out. Anybody, anybody, the future young goat might be anybody in Cincinnati. Here, what else, Jerry? Jerry had some good things to say on the radio. What else did he say? He did. He did say that he could understand. He could definitely understand the criticism for Amari Cooper yeah. and, and Cedric Wilson based off the receivers that you see right now. He understands it. But defensive end, he didn't mention him by name, but he, you know, he, Randy Gregory, whatever. Mm-hmm. He also said Lyle Collins, he said, you know, I'll let you guys. I watched every snap he took at right tackle in that game the other day. I'll let you guys decide on how he played. And I mean, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, we're really missing him. So now he was playing one of the best, if not the best, pass rushers in the yeah, league. Who but, missed the game and will probably be AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, he, right. I mean, he missed the uh, second, uh, fourth. Yeah, quarter. he got hurt. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. And he's yeah. is he out for the year? No, uh, it's a pack. They, it's they a say pack they don't thing. think it's a year. They, I, the, I read yesterday. No surgery. No surgery. Yeah. No surgery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. huge for them not to lose him. But, but yeah, I mean, you got to put that in context. He did have a rough day, but you got to put it in context who he was playing against, too. I think that's part of it. You got to think about it. But you guys don't want to put it in context who the Cowboys were playing against. <laughs> Tom no, Brady. we we do, but that's point. That's my point. Like it's not Tom Brady didn't stop this offense. Yeah, like the the defense played well. I'm talking about the offense. And yes, I know that defense is good. I don't think that defense is all world. I don't think well, that's a defense that that should be shutting you down three points. No, hundred no, percent. I mean, yeah. this this is there's definitely smoke. There's smoke from that game. Let's find out if someone like you know burned a hot dog or something, or if the house is on fire. Like we'll see. But but there is smoke coming out of this game. Yeah. We'll see if it dies down. But it, it doesn't look good. A hundred percent doesn't. Offensively, look good. you got problems. It doesn't. But let's let's see how this thing goes in a, in a couple of weeks. But I mean, they got a lot of room to grow. I mean, like yeah. like getting into the red zone would be a start, and then maybe scoring a touchdown, and then yeah, we got some. We're down to we're down to the floor here, and I think the key is what you said earlier that even when you get your quarterback back, he still has to work up sure. to the level that he should be at because it wasn't that this last week. So that's where it's like you, you got these layers to getting better. You know, you yeah. get better with Cooper Rush, but that's only temporary. Yeah. You got to get better when Dak's back. So yeah, when, so there's a lot that has to happen. Can I ask a question? Sure. Um, can I actually real quick? Yeah. Hold the question. We're gonna go to break. We we'll come back. We'll get your question and we'll move on. Okay. All right, cool. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. 
SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Join former NFL players at our first game day minicamp presented by Visalign. You can bring your kids to the Ford Center on October 2nd from 1130 to 330 while you watch the Cowboys and Washington Commanders game from your favorite restaurant in the Star District. Register your footballer for camp. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's like we the took fastest show in the league. I know. We took a break just so uh, we had so we could get it in. Gosh. But Amber had a question before the break. and uh, So, Amber, the floor is yours. What's your question? <laughs> I just All right. Phone. Yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking. So, we were talking about Kellen Moore and what he's doing with the offense. Then we were talking about Dak and the type of things that he needs in order to play at a certain level. But then, even though you're running the same offense and you're teaching the same things, how much like how much does he have to change that now to fit, let's say, Cooper Rush is expected to be your quarterback this weekend? So as far as like what you're doing with your quarterback, because I'm thinking, you know, with Nick mentioning Michael Gallup coming back and things like that, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that sounds good, but then who's <laughs> what can the quarterback do? Can he get the ball where he needs to get it? So once you look at, like, how do you adjust? Is there m- much adjustment that you're having to now make because of the change in quarterback? I kind of feel like that with Will Greer, he's a little bit more mobile. You know, if you really, with yeah. Dak and the offense, that's why I would like to see Will Greer play because I feel like that the offense really doesn't change all that much it you know you could still do the boots and the waggles and things like that the movement of the pocket things they ran the option the other day you know Will Greer's comfortable running the football I don't know if necessarily Cooper Rush is if I'm Kellen Moore in the offensive staff though I got to speed Cooper Rush up a little bit so I've got to call the game where he's thinking about quicker quicker don't hold don't hold we don't have time to hold you know, we don't have time. We've got to we've got to get the ball out. So I'm just trying to speed him up with my play calls to make him get quicker throws, quicker reads to kind of get him going. But with Will, I kind of feel like I could do my offense more in tune, more parallel mm-hmm. to what Dak is. Yeah, I mean, now that Danucci is not here, if the three of them took you know took off in a race, 
I mean, I think Greer would win. I don't know who would finish second. I mean, I really don't. I don't know if Cooper Rush is not a, as good of an athlete as Dak. Now, Dak is stronger, bigger, can run you over, has got that tenacity. Cooper Rush made this team a few years ago by running the ball in preseason. Had a, had a couple plays in a Hall of Fame game where he was running 20, 25 yards. He's got more athleticism than I think it shows. But that doesn't always mean yeah. the pocket presence and stuff like that. I mean, Romo, at his last few years of his career, was still f- figuring out. Eli Manning never got sacked, and I don't think he could he could beat anybody here right. in the race. Yeah, I just think, like I said, it was the, the, the speeding up aspect. Yeah. Because there were times, like in the last game, I remember Cooper Rush, the series he had, they run the bunch formation, and they got Turpin on the – they got Turpin open. They're going to – if he throws the ball, but it's like he's holding, he's mm-hmm. holding, waiting for the break – Bro, let it fly. You got a guy out there that can run. You know, go let him chase that ball. So I'm doing everything in my power to help him just speed up things for him in the pocket a little bit and and hope that that, that gets the offense going. All right. Before we end the show, I did want to get some updates on a couple more injuries that we had. Uh, Connor McGovern, J-Ron J. Curse, Terrell Basham, where are we sitting as far as their status Going forward, I think those are three guys you named inactive. Off this, you want to start definitely for this week. Yeah, yeah. go from there. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I will say this though um, about inactive. Though I mean, you know, Cooper Rush has been on the practice squad and, and was elevated up to the game. Now, I don't know are they going to keep him in that that, that status this week uh, as he's preparing to start the game. And if Dak's not moving moving away from that then I, I wonder if they're going to maybe put one of these guys on IR at least for four games I don't know because it sounds like curse and McGovern are two to four games mm-hmm. um and McGovern curse I don't know if I would want to put either one of them on IR but Basham I mean last time we saw him I could barely walk so. yeah, I would I would probably move on I would, and, you, and know, you also you get, have a lot of depth at that position get enough defensive ends yeah so so I'm just saying somebody they can still do this with Maher they can only move Maher up three times though they've already moved him up once so you know they, they knew when they did all this roster movement that it's going to shake out in a weird way and it'll 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 work itself out so um one of these guys seems like it's going to go on IR but neither one of them plays I think Donovan Wilson, like she said, Donovan Wilson's played well. He'll he'll slide in and start. McQuamu and Marquise Bell, one of them will probably move up. And then uh, for the the left guard spot, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could be Tyler Smith. It could be Farniak played well. Jerry did mention he mm-hmm. thought Farniak played well. Yeah, we'll get into a little bit more of that this week as we get into some more talk about this upcoming game, Cowboys versus Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, we'll talk about some of the deployments, where do we think players will play and, and how much we think they'll play. We'll talk about that later this week. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!